Welcome back to another edition of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks, and I need a favor. If you're on Instagram, please give us a follow at Cloud Conversations Pod, at Cloud Conversations Pod on Instagram. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Google Play, wherever you may be listening to this, give it a five star rating. Also, share it with a friend. If you leave a rating or a review, please, please, please leave your username so I can give you a shout out on the show. On today's episode, going to keep it light, man. I got some fun stuff to talk about. Um, The Vatican joining the metaverse, which is not something I thought I would ever say. Dave Chappelle, we're going to talk goal setting and we're going to talk this idea about 1% that I really like. But first, it's Friday, so we're going to set it off with some jams. It's Cloud Conversations. I'm Harvey Banks. Let's get this thing started. Let me show you, let me show you the way to go. I don't know everything, but that's something I do know. I know, I know. I've read and heard a lot, and now I'm ready to show that we can come together and think like one. Come together now, together underneath the sun. Please, please, let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. All right, man. So look, one day we're going to have to have the conversation on if Mike Jack's skin didn't turn the color that it did. Would we still look at him the same way we kind of look at him now? Not musically, because everybody pretty much acknowledges that he was a genius and the things that he put on wax was just far superior to to everyone else's. Um, But you know what I'm talking about when we think about Michael Jackson. There's also that really uncomfortable corner of the room. Um, But I wonder how it would have been portrayed had, I don't know, things been a little bit different. But anyways, not today. Uh, We're going to start off with (laughs) my favorite segment. Shit I don't care about, but I probably should. On this one, I am going to start with Dave Chappelle. And uh, actually, let me get out. Let me get this out there first. Let me get what I should care about with this issue first. So if you haven't heard, Dave Chappelle was doing a show, I believe, at the Hollywood Bowl out in Los Angeles. Some idiot decided to run on stage and tackle Dave Chappelle and then um, comedy ensued. But here's what I should be cared about. And I think you should, too. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to sports and entertainment, I guess. Um, It seems that fans are having a whole lot more interactions with like athletes and celebrities for event like at events that they're paying tickets to go to, which I don't understand, but it seems like it's happening a lot. Now it could just be that we have cameras absolutely everywhere. Like everybody's strapped with an angle nowadays, but 
it just seems like this is happening a lot. And that is kind of stupid and annoying to me. Like, because it's like, yo, bro, if you paid to come to the game or you paid to go see Dave, like, why are you trying to make it about you and do some extra stuff? And I understand that, like, this gets a. There is social currency in. I don't know, even looking like a fucking idiot on the Internet. So that's why they do a bunch of this stuff. Even I mean, take it back to the the kid. I don't remember his name because I want to say his dumbass name, but I guess I'm glad I'm not going to give him the attention that he's looking for. The idiot on the plane that was harassing Mike Tyson until Mike Tyson had to put a couple hands on him and let him know that it's not a game out here. But like that kid knew exactly what he was doing. His friend also knew what was going on because he was recording the whole time. Right. So it's like stuff like that. I understand it gets you attention. And I understand that, like, everybody believes that the attention and this social attention is everything. It's really not, bro. Like, I I don't I don't like where that's going to where you're willing to do anything, even dumb shit just to get attention. Like, it's just lame. It's just corny. And I see it a lot at NBA games just because the, the fans are so close and like the players don't have like helmets on or nothing like that. So. It's very obvious you can get one on one contact with a player and it's happening damn near every single night. Fans getting out of pocket, games having to be stopped while security's removing people. And it's just like, come on, bro. Like, what are we really doing out here? So like that needs to stop. And that's the part of this that I think we do need to care about. But like. Let me also tell you, why I don't really care because. <laughs> If you run up on stage and you tackle somebody and then you get the fisticuffs, like that's so refreshing to me. Like I'm always I've always been the one to say, hey, man, look, the threat of violence balances some things out. So like there's certain situations where I'm like, hey, bro, leave the violence in. Because it keeps things in order a little bit. Like, what was this dude thinking? He's going to tackle Dave and then what? Like, after that and then what? So he goes up. He makes contact with Dave, which is kind of wild. Like, you got you got that far. But, like, Dave's security proceeded to mollywop this fool and, like, pretty much bent his arm backwards. That, that shit looked nasty on the stretcher. But, like... Bro, what did you expect was going to happen? And then I heard Dave got a few stomps in, allegedly, allegedly. But, like, I'm just saying, like, what was Dave supposed to do? Homie attacked him. I like the idea that, you know what? There are still places on Earth that you can get these hands. And that's a good thing because that means there's still some balance remaining. But, like, for the crazy aspect of it. I'd really like to talk to the dude and just be like, okay, you had a plan to run up and tackle Dave. What was next? Like in your wildest dreams and in your this plan's going to work to perfection. What was the end point? Like, what's the goal? I don't understand because I don't know your name right now. And I'm, I'm reporting this on a podcast and I still don't know what your name is. So it couldn't have been for fame. What did you think was going to happen? 
Like last week, I hit somebody with the button. I think it's time for me to hit you with the button, too. Yeah, you got to hold that, bro. Like, you got to hold that. It's just dumb. Stop being dumb for attention. It's just not going to get you very far. Um, Let's move on now. Let's move on. I've been wanting to talk about this because I got so I got way more questions than I do answers on this topic. So just kind of ride with me for a little bit because. I got a feeling y'all might be just as confused as I am when it comes to this. So the Vatican. Is joining the metaverse like they are developing. Tech so that they could like really be present in the metaverse. And if you don't know what the metaverse is, the metaverse is like this. It's a Web3 development, which is like it's virtual reality. It's going to be deep. It's going to be heavy. Facebook is doing it. I'm not going to be participating in it personally, but like this is going to be a big deal. It's already kind of a big deal, but it reminds me of if there's any Office fans out there, um, the episode where Jim finds Dwight's second life character. And then like Dwight's built a second life of his second life and all of that shit. It's it feels like that to me. So I kind of giggle every time I hear about the metaverse. But I got some questions about the Catholic Church wanting to definitely be a part of this. What does this mean? Like, do the same rules apply like on Earth as it does in the metaverse? Like, if I'm acting up, can I go to meta hell? Like, seriously, how does that work? What are you going to be doing in the metaverse? Are you going to be trying to convert people in the metaverse? And like, here's my thing. When you're talking to people in the metaverse about Catholicism, are you trying to like, are they Catholics in the metaverse? Does that shit carry over? Like, is there any reciprocity to the real world with that? Because I just don't know how this works. I got a lot of questions. And apparently... A bunch of people had questions because they were supposed to do an interview about this with Vice News. But according to the report that like the Vatican was going to make Philip somebody, I don't know what he does, something high up in the Catholic Church available for a sit down interview or a phone interview with Vice News. And they were going to kind of explain the presence of the church inside the metaverse. So it started out with they said, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to coincide this with an announcement that, you know, we're we're going into this. So this is going to be great. So Vice is like, cool, we're going to work with you on this. Right. So then it came time to like set a time for the interview and the Vatican got quiet on Vice, which that's how places like that roll. And so they reach out again. They reach out again. They finally get a response. Hey, sorry. We've been busy. Let's pencil something in. Also, could you please send the questions that you're going to ask prior to doing that? So the reporter basically got back to them and said, hey, I don't normally do that. But um, in the spirit of good faith, it's kind of. Yeah. In the spirit of good faith, it's not going to be anything too crazy. We just got some basic questions about it, but didn't give specific questions. Crickets again. Uh, later she reached out to follow up again and follow up again. And then the Vatican got back to her and basically was like, Hey, yeah, nah, he not going to be available. So I don't really know what that means either. Like you ready to come to the metaverse, but you ready to not answer questions about what the fuck you're going to be doing in the metaverse. And again, I just need to know, can I go to meta hell? 
And if I can go to meta hell, what is that like? If I can go to meta hell, there must be a meta heaven. Also, what is that like? Just some questions I have, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, I won't, but y'all will. And I know y'all tell me because y'all know I love shit like that. Anywho, moving on. I want to talk a little bit about goals um, and goal setting, just because I read some interesting things just yesterday. And I don't really know how you feel about goal setting. I don't know if you guys set regular goals or if you do like short term, long term, all that stuff. I'm not really good at goal setting just because like. I'm pretty sure I got like severe ADHD and it just doesn't work. My brain is just all over the place all the time. So thinking 10 years down the road or five years down the road or six months down the road, I might say some shit today and then like just never think about that shit again for another three or four months. So I'm just not really good at setting goals. What I read kind of addressed that. Right. And it said that perhaps we shouldn't be setting goals. Like perhaps if we're setting goals, you could just be kind of setting yourself up for failure. Now, you can achieve goals. Don't get me wrong. Don't think I'm, I'm saying that. But what what I believe it was trying to convey and what spoke to me was the idea of goals is like the easy way to fill the schedule up. It's the idealistic way to do this, but maybe we need to take a more practical approach to how we're doing everything. And by that, it means like instead of setting a three month goal. Set a one week plan. Set a one day plan and you just work the plan. No goals in mind. Just work the plan. And as long as the plan is kind of designed to get you better, you're going to get there. And if you take small losses along the way, it's not devastating. It's not the end of the war. It's just a small loss because, again, this thing isn't goal oriented. It's just like we're getting better. And so that led me to um, a concept that I had heard multiple times before. And I never really like I want to implement it. And uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to approach things this way for a little bit. And I'll report back and, and kind of see and tell you guys how it's working for me. But it's this the idea of getting just one percent better every single day. So the cool thing about this was I listened to this book called Atomic Habits. Um, And yes, I said, listen, because I'm just not a great reader. Like when it comes to books like that, I just don't have the time. And even when I have the time, I just don't have the focus to read like I should. So I listen to a lot of audio books and Atomic Habits is a fucking phenomenal one. If you if you haven't heard it, read it, uh, look it up, do that. Uh, Go to YouTube as well. And there's like some free synopsis of them that have really cool graphics and thing and kind of breaks down everything that I'm trying to say, but probably going to fuck up. But essentially, the idea of the book is instead of trying to say, oh, in six months, I'm going to be, I don't know, a thousand times better than this. I'm, I'm going to be a hundred pounds less in six months. You should just attempt to get one percent better kind of each day. And every day you wake up, that's the plan. The plan is to just be a little bit better than I was yesterday and a little bit better than I was the day before that. And the focus has to be on like literally 
the little things around you that you can do to make yourself better. Like making drastic change is a slippery slope. It's very difficult for one. And a lot of times it's just simply not sustainable. So what this is trying to convey is perhaps we can perhaps we can take control of the things that are within our reach. The things that seem like inanimate, that seem small, that seems like it's not that big of a deal. Well, if we can turn those little things into wins and keep looking to do that over time, you literally have to just continue to get better if that's your focus. Right. And he breaks down a lot of different things, a lot of examples of this happening, uh, sports teams and stuff that like started to focus on things with the body and the color of the the buses and how it played on the eyes and the rest factor of the like a bunch of little things that seem like they just don't matter started to matter. And the process became like they just became obsessed with the process of things, the process of getting better. And I think if we're obsessed with the the outcome of getting better, we're obsessed with the goal aspect of things. But if we were to be obsessed with the process of getting better one day at a time, one percent at a time. I think more of us may be able to attain. All of the things that we're trying to work for, whether it be health, wealth, mental space, whatever it is, better husbands, uh, better fathers, better mothers, better wives, better daughters, better friends, partners, co-workers, all of those things. If we take this one percent approach, we can all get lost in this process and just get better and better and better and better and better. That's the hope, at least. None of these things are like certain, which is why, you know, self-help books still sell by the millions every single year. Like the, the stuff is out there. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody out there is like creating this brand new concept of. The most amazing thing anybody's ever heard. It's just. We need we got to start figuring out, Okay, how are we going to implement these things? What's the plan, not the goal? Because if the plan is sound. The goal. Is inevitable. That's all I got for you. It's Friday, man. Go out there. Enjoy your weekends. Um, Yeah. It's Cloud Conversations. Give us a follow on Instagram at Cloud Conversations Pod. Oh, quick update. Okay, so Spotify's a no-go when it comes to the music plus uh, talk experience. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I've spent the last couple of days like rebuilding a Patreon account. And what I'm going to have to do to present this thing the way I want to present it is put it behind some kind of a paywall. Now, under no circumstances am I telling you that you need to go and subscribe to this Patreon right now because like you need to pay to get a hold of this. I'm not doing that. Um, I do have a Patreon and that's a way that you can support myself and this show. Also, my YouTube endeavors coming up and all the shows that are to come and the things that are to come with this. If you want to do that, patreon.com slash Harvey Banks. The link is also in my Instagram profile I think if you click that link tree, it's the top one. But um, it's no pressure, man. If you don't want to do that, just keep listening to this and you're fine. But when I do 
get things situated with this this Marvin Gaye project. This shit is so crazy. Like it's some of the most fun I've ever had putting together a creative thing. And just to give you guys kind of a heads up, let me I don't think I've talked about exactly what this is. So I'm going to give a brief ex- what this is. And then what I'll do is I will preview like parts of that experience here on the podcast live. And I'll start to do that over the next couple of weeks. Like I'll drop in segments so you can kind of get a feel for what it's like. And then if you want to join the Patreon to, to get that full experience, you can. But basically, um, I love music, man. And the music is to me everything. I have to have it all day. It's just nothing. Nothing gets me going like music does. And so I like to go back and just experience albums and time periods and soundtracks like as they were intended to be experienced. And so just a random shuffle one day. I landed on Marvin Gaye's I Want You album. And it was phenomenal. Like, uh, it's Marvin Gaye. Guys, you, everyone knows Marvin Gaye's a phenomenal artist. But like, nah, bruh. It just sounds different. So I know music. I'm a music historian. So when I listened to this, I instantly was saying, like, hey, you should listen to this. And I'm telling people that, you know, they're probably thinking I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen to this. No, no, no. Marvin, Marvin's good. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Nothing was sounding like this at that time. Like, I don't think people understand how risky this is for that man at that time. People was like, no, that's cool. I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen to what he is saying to her at that place at that time. Listen to how the bass is. Yo, is the bass player trying to get sexy? Ain't nobody playing bass like that at that time. So, like, I became obsessed with this album. So much so that I started to go back and do some research. And the story of the album even being made is amazing. Some of it is folklore. I'm sure but like there are also documented accounts of things that was going on during this time that makes the music even more incredible to me even more incredible so like in the spirit of the slight controversy that was going on at the time when he's making this album and like me just wanting to breathe new life into this experience because I don't think people understand the magnitude of these things sometimes right what I created was a fictional story that is to be soundtracked by this album again it's a fictional story that I'm going to lead you through that's going to coincide with every song on this project and trust me when I say it's like the most intimate sexy spiritual just fucking amazing thing I think I've ever done and I hate that I can't just blast that shit out there for everyone 
but we all know that like the Marvin Gaye estate don't play when it comes to suing as Pharrell. So like, I'm just gonna do it where I know I can do it and be safe with it, just because I know I need to get this out. So if the full thousand people that listen to this don't get it, I'm okay with that. Cause if 10 people can hear my vision and be like, yo, that shit is crazy. And add that to their library because of this experience, then I think I did what I want to do. Um, yeah, it's coming. Like I said, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be dropping like little previews here. Um, but to get it, we're going to have to be over on Patreon just to protect myself and protect the integrity of this project. Um, that's all I got for you. I know I kind of rambled on past the last time I said that's all I got for you, but I'm really out this time. It's Cloud Conversations. I am Harvey Banks. I'll be back like Sunday. Peace.